This is the Life Journey Podcast with Quentin, a.k.a. Q Gauze No Days Off. From on the field and off the field, NFL player and entrepreneur. Motivating you to be the best you can be and getting you out of your comfort zone. Sharing with you travel, sports, and entrepreneurial tips with amazing guests on the show. Now, get ready for your life to change with the Life Journey Podcast and your host, Quentin Gauze. What's up, everybody? What's going on? It's another episode of the Life Journey Podcast. Yes, I'm in a chair right now. Yes, I'm getting my hair done, but it doesn't matter. It's quarantine. We got a special guest in the building. We got my best friend, Rose. How you doing, Rose? Hey, guys. I'm good. I hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. Yeah, I hope. I mean, it's been a crazy past couple months, and every a lot of different states. Um, I know New York, New York State, and getting hit the most. So, hoping yeah, everyone's safe out there and staying healthy. So, like, how's it going? Like, how's everything going? Like, I've been seeing dance videos and stuff that you've been doing, and like, what's what's been up? What's what's been going on? Yeah, so everything has been good. I'm actually a recent college graduate, so that's very exciting for me personally. I think it's a huge milestone. Unfortunately, like we were talking about before, it's not celebrated as we wish. But, you know, I'm one of those people who believe that everything happens for a reason. So it's not all bad. Um, other than that, I've been doing a couple videos. I've been focusing on my studies. And right now I am taking kind of not even a break, but I'm kind of taking this time to focus on my mindset and kind of taking this rest period and using it and redirecting towards my next goals when the outside opens up as they say it as they mm. say you know mm, that's powerful that, those are some powerful words right there mindset do you i mean there's i've seen some people like you know either using time wisely like you mm. said or wasting it talk talk a little bit about mindset before we dive in more that's that's uh, important right so for me um mindset first of all like before i go into mindset i also think that it's very important to be um very forgiving of yourself i think mindset is something that you continue to work on and it's something that is never going to be perfected but as long as you keep trying and you keep working on working on it you'll build on it so for me i create daily habits and i wake up and i always start my day with a positive affirmation which helps me continue the rest of the day so that i keep that same stance and i keep that same lingo going so personally for me i would say that mindset is everything um you know obviously we can't all wake up in a good mood and we can't all wake up bright and happy but it's your it's your determination and it's your goal on how you choose to take that and run with it if you wake up in a bad mood are you going to let it affect the rest of your day and the rest of your goals or are you going to switch it right there and put on that mindset that i call it for me it's going to sound i don't know if it sounds corny but i like it, it works for me my million dollar mindset hey it works for you and that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah i mean it's just like a, a big goal of mine so that's what i keep saying or like my brother-in-law does this thing on his instagram monday mindset so it's just all about really keeping the right mindset that's what it's all about no so true so true mindset and then your habits too yeah um, yeah we'll dive into that for sure during this uh, podcast so let's dive into you know what was it like growing up as a kid and you know your whole experience as a in your childhood from like elementary school when you're born to like middle school <laughs> yeah um i definitely feel like i have a unique experience which i think is kind of cool that you asked me that because i didn't grow up in your 
typical childhood. Um, I, everything was good for me. Everything was. But what happened for me is when I grew up, I was actually adopted. And I was adopted into a Caucasian family. So I had a lot of identity issues that stemmed from just that alone. And, you know, I live in a population that is mostly Caucasian. And it just wasn't until I'd say about, you know, high school and college that I started reaching out and talking more to people of my culture and learning more about myself and truly um, filling in this identity of mine. But it was a struggle. But I have to say that my hard work and determination and I think the thing that got me through everything was my heart. I always felt like even if I was different growing up from a child, you know, I didn't look like everybody else. I didn't act like everybody else. It was always that I had this mindset of, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be nice to you no matter what. Or, you know, I'm just the, the type of person who feels that, you know, kindness is the number one, is the most important. And I feel that that's what helped me get through my whole childhood because it was very hard to fit in of where, where I live. But it didn't stop me from being determined or stop me from going of where I want to go. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear that. And there's a lot of folks that have been through a lot of that as well, too, and that are listening. Yeah. No, that's super encouraging. Yeah. Like, and how, that mindset, again, like you, what you said, a million dollar mindset. How, do, like, as a young kid, what did you already have that? Or did you, like, what, what did it take to build that, like, I guess that shield around you to where, like, yeah. anything that came to you, you bounced off. You're like, oh, it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm good. Yeah. Nah. Um, definitely, I'm going to be real with you guys and say that it took a lot of pain and it took a lot of, um, sacrifice to get here i think there's always a part of me that had that fire burning within me so it may have been not even easier but it may have been easier for me to kind of pull myself out of it in a sense because i always knew i mean from the time i was little i just had a drive in me that i didn't see in most people and that's just how i felt about myself now I, I, it was a struggle between am i gonna take this drive and use it or am i gonna let my circumstances you know kind of deteriorate what I'm doing so I kind of chose to take my drive but I mean every day was a constant struggle I would wake up and and really feel like I'm either gonna work hard or I'm not and there was there are seasons in my life where I just kind of was stagnant you know kind of depressed I mean we all have them so it definitely took a lot of me hitting rock bottom I would call it hitting rock bottom and trying to pick myself and being my own support system for me to get that mindset. You know, it took a lot of self-love and a lot of changing myself to get there. So it wasn't just like I necessarily woke up. It really took me to feel some of the worst things in my life to pick myself up to see that I could be who I want to be. I mean, I think at the end of the day, whatever that you want to do, no matter what race you are, no matter who you are, no matter where you grew up from, you can do whatever you put your mind to. You just have to really um, have faith and you have to believe in whatever you want to do. Don't believe in other people's opinions of you. Believe in, in who you think you are. I hope y'all listening. I hope y'all listening right now. It's not are... easy. I mean, listen. And like, you know, I'm 21 years old. Like, I learn every day. And I don't always, you know, they say practice what you preach. I, I try to practice what I preach, but at the end of the day, you're not always gonna have good days. And I think that what makes me motivated is that I can forgive myself and I can understand that I'm not always gonna be the perfect person. You know, you can't always expect yourself to be there 100% of the time, but you have to get up when you fall. So I think that's the difference between what a lot of people are doing is, you know, everybody wants to get 
to where they're going on a perfect, easy path. And then when you fall, you can't figure out what happened or, or what you did wrong. But it's more of just a, it's a lesson to learn. You got to get up. Good things don't come easy. Just stuff like that, you know? Right. That's, that's powerful. That is powerful. I, I feel like, no, those are just gems you just dropped. <laughs> you just, <laughs> everybody listening, like, for real. That's awesome. So let's, all right, so let's transition. No, this is this is good stuff so far. Let's transition to like your passion for, or, or I guess like from between high school and college and you just finished college. Yeah, yeah. Your passion for dance. Okay, so a little bit of background on me. I gotta say that this is where it gets tricky because I have been dancing since I was, since I was three. Um, at first I started off at a regular dance studio like everybody. Uh, we basically did recitals, which where you dance every year and then you perform on stage. Then middle school came around and I became a cheerleader, which I, I really loved. And I started juggling dance also. Once middle school hit, um, I was grateful enough that my mom was able to help me pay for an advanced level of dance where I go and I compete. So basically like you wouldn't just have a recital you would go and you would be on stage and people would judge you. So I think a lot of my dance journey and a lot of my self-confidence and a lot of everything that I am today as a dancer um, starts from that because I was constantly on the stage, constantly getting judged. So once middle school hit, I did um, competition dancing from then until I graduated high school. And then it's funny because once high school ended, you know, a lot of people would assume that you know, I would just go to college for dance and then I would just go go professional from there. I actually took like a year and a half off to two years off because I just was kind of like confused. And I didn't really know, like when you graduate high school, you don't really know what's really out there until you start exploring. So I was going the traditional route, as people would say, and I was going to college. I was studying and something always felt like missing for me. You know, I, I was smart. I got good grades, but... I didn't have dance. I still dance. I still dance in my room, but I knew that something was missing. So I would say about my sophomore year in college, I went back to my old dance studio and like, this is me just like, you know, talking to God and kind of going on impulse. I literally walked back into my old dance studio where I grew up of and I said, Hey, like I miss dance. Is there any way that, you know, I can train to get a job here because I feel like I need to incorporate dance in my life. So I'd say when I was about 19, 18, 19, mm. closer to 19, I restarted my journey up as a professional dancer. I went right into my dance studio and I said, Lord, like, I know I'm not necessarily somebody from Los Angeles or somebody from New York who has all this training background, who's going to be a professional dancer. But I know that this is what I'm meant to incorporate in my life. So I just kind of took it from there. When I was 20, I went back to it. And ever since then, I've been kind of making my own path. I don't have a degree in dance. I have a degree in marketing communications, but I've been dancing my whole life. And I'm a dance teacher. I'm a dance instructor. I choreograph for music videos. And it was just all faith and like just going after what you want, really. Wow. <sighs> that That's what it's all about. Like you, you found what gives you joy yeah I what did. makes you happy you know yeah so and that I, like go ahead i think a big thing too is when i rediscovered dance i also realized that you know growing up it was always like she's a great dancer and you know she could dance she could dance she could dance and i always never wanted to be boxed in and i felt like the reason i might have left dance was because i didn't want to be boxed in i didn't want people to look at me and just be like 
she's just a dancer. I wanted people to know, like, you know, I worked my butt off in school. Like, I I have a lot of other talents. So it's also hard when you're getting um, pressed into one person. So when I re when I went back to dance, I first started off just dancing and teaching, and then. I would say when I turned 21, I mean, I'm about to be 22, but I would honestly say my journey is just beginning because I just turned 21 and I'm now like introducing myself to like creative direction and like working with different artists. And like, this is where my passion truly is. It's not necessarily like just getting in the studio and dance. It's really just putting productions together and helping other people become their best self and dance and helping other artists choreograph routines. So that's something that I'm currently manifesting, which is going to be a long and hard journey. But I truly feel that, you know, one of my biggest goals is to really not feel myself being boxed into just being a dancer and being an overall artist. Wow. No, that makes sense right there. That makes sense. And I, and I like how you took the approach of like the choreographing and taking control of yeah. like being like the puppet master behind a lot of the shoots and stuff. I started seeing that like you were you're taking like a lot of you know i forgot like you did the one with the with the with the mustang yeah that that's my first creative direction and then you did and then you got into a studio and then did a, did a nice one as well too yeah. recently yeah yeah so you've been like really just taking time to like each and every time you do one you just keep on getting better and then like just the content is just awesome like what you're producing yeah and, yeah, I, so. and i'm not gonna lie like for me, that is where my heart is. And I feel like for anybody who doesn't really have direction or know what they're doing, I would always say, like, write down what makes you happy and write down what you like, because you can always tell when you're doing something and if it feels like work or not. Like when I sometimes I'm not going to lie, when I go into the dance studio and I choreograph for like my kids, I'm a dance teacher. It feels like work. I mean, as it will, it's normal. But like when I do these videos and I do these productions, it just feels like something that is so, it's an indescribable feeling. It, like, you know, I'm doing 100% more. I'm hiring a videographer. I'm styling the girls. I'm mm -hmm. making up the choreography. And for me, that's where it doesn't feel like work for me. But for somebody whose heart isn't necessarily in that, it would be like an explosion. So I just always say, like, when you're searching for what puts your heart on fire or what you want to do or whatever makes you happy, really um, dig deep into what doesn't necessarily feel like work, what you can do at ease, you know? Right. Wow. No, that's so true. Pat, like your passion is like, you got to find that. And a, yeah. a lot of passion. Yeah. Purpose. Do you feel like dance is your purpose? Um. See, this is where um, yeah, I, <laughs> it doesn't get tricky at all, but dance dance in itself is not my purpose like this is where i kind of have to explain to people because i don't blame people they don't really they don't see what goes on they don't understand the behind the scenes they don't understand that there's more than choreography and like dance in itself is not my per is not my purpose but dance is a huge part of my journey and it's going to get me to my purpose which is most likely most likely going to be within the music video industry within live performances within you know, if you tell me that you're a singer and you need choreography, that's going to be where I'm at. So as you see, dance is present in each of one of those scenarios, but it's not the only thing. You know, I want to manage. I want to lead. I want to style and creative direct. You know, I want to really do the overall production. So dance is in itself is not my purpose, but dance is always going to 
be there in my path and it's always going to help me get to where I want to be. But I'm trying not to like box myself in because I know that there's a whole nother world that I want to jump into. Right. No, I feel you on that. So yeah, that, it's funny you said that, like, it's, it's just like a, it's, it's supposed to take you to where you need to go. Yeah. Same football. Yeah, yeah. Same football has done the same thing. Exact same thing. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I don't know if you can really relate to this, but I guess it could kind of feel like, you know, when you're putting, when I put something out, I know that it's kind of like a step into what's going to be next. But I feel like, you know, from the outside looking in, people think that's kind of all that's to come. And it's like, you know, I think one of the biggest lessons that I'm learning right now is patience, trusting God, and understanding that it's your journey and nobody can see what's happening in your journey and you can't always prove yourself to other people because the only person that's really gonna truly understand your journey is you and God and you know, there's no reason to rush it. Like sometimes I feel like I'm like, all right, I only put out two videos. Like I need to rush to put out another one so people see that I'm just not a dancer and that I'm a manager and blah, blah, blah. And then I have to really sit back with God and, and understand like that everything is happening for a reason and there's no rush and you don't have to prove yourself to anybody ever, really. Truth. That's real true. That's a real talk right there. Yeah, it's, it's all like patient, having patience and knowing like you're in the right place at the right, you're in the right place. Yeah. It has to be there for a reason and it's timing. It's so it's timing. That's the thing. Like one of my, my old friends in LA said, the reason some people aren't, don't get to the success level they want to is because of time because yeah. they want, want it so quickly. And same thing with me. Like, I'm like, I want this to grow. Ah, I want yeah, like, human nature, but that's not <laughs> God's nature, you know? <laughs> right. Wait, wait, I would read, was it? It said, uh, God's time is one, was it one day is a thousand years? Yeah. One and day so, is a thousand years or something like that. I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I like, I mean, listen, everything I do, I incorporate faith in it. So I know like everyone doesn't believe in God or blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying in my personal journey, I'm yeah. trying to incorporate my faith as much as I can. So like when I'm reading a Bible story, and I look at like a character who waited 400 years for their dream and I'm right. sitting there <laughs> a week waiting for something to manifest. I have to like check myself and be like, that's not real life. Like good things take time. And it actually is funny because that brings me to one of my favorite quotes, which I've been actually looking at more, more now than ever, which is like, whatever's meant for me will never pass me. And whatever's not meant for me is is not going to be mine. So it's more like a have faith and trust versus trying to do things on my own so much, you know? Wow. That's, hmm, that's powerful. Say it one more time. Say it one more time for the folks. All right. I have it written down my notes. Can I X out and look at the exact oh, go ahead. Because yeah. <laughs> I know I didn't say it right. All right. Something that, like I said, I have different quotes, quotes for different seasons of my life, but I mm -hmm. feel like the season I'm in right now, I really just need to know that whatever is going to be for me is going to come and I don't have to, I mean, obviously you have to, there's a difference between striving for something and resting in it. So, you know, I strive to do my best, obviously, but I'm not going to do it so on my own that God isn't in control of it. Like I can have a period of rest where he can intervene and do it for me, you know? So right. I've been like, I've been saying a lot, my heart is at ease knowing whatever is meant for me will never miss me and that what misses me was never meant for me 
Mm. That's what I've just been doing in this season. I mean, it changes, but that's what I'm trying to focus on. It, that, it, you, you, you've been legit dropping dimes in the entire podcast. I try. Bro. I try. I mean, it's not easy. It's not something that, like I said, I think the biggest thing is forgiving yourself and, you know, really just getting yourself in the right mindset because you're going to fail. Like we talked about, it's inevitable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have a hard time failing. Like, it, it does take me down a little bit, but I always bring myself back up and I always try and learn the lesson, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. I'm a very sensitive person. I'm very tough on myself. So when something goes wrong, it, it, it can overwhelm me and it can take control of me, but I always, at the end of the day, reflect and get back out of it, you know? Right. Because things do happen and I get why people, I get why people always say they don't want to try again because fear is real and but it's a net once you realize that it's inevitable you'll just want to keep going it's going to happen no matter if you're a millionaire or you have a dollar you're going to fail and it's going to be scary right it's true and and one thing that one of my mentors told me count it as a rep it's just a rep yeah All of rep. failure is when you quit like when, if you really fail like you quit everything else is like an life experience that's a rep that make make sure not to make the same mistake again and learn from it. But it's learn just, it. it's just yeah. so like, yeah, that's awful work for me though. Um, so let's switch the topic up. What's your favorite New Jersey restaurant? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I might have to give you guys categories because if you oh. know me, I love to eat. All right. Okay. <laughs> I have to say, I don't know if anybody likes ramen noodles. This is going to start weird, but Ani Ramen in Montclair is the hey. best Ani Ramen noodle place. The best noodle place, hands down. Yeah. I've brought so many people there. You can ask anybody who's been there and they will say, that's the best ramen I've ever had. It's fresh. It's delicious. It's just, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, um, I like... All right, pizza wise, I like Ralph's Pizza in my town in Nutley. Um, okay. It was actually on. Now I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get his name wrong. Barstool Sports, the guy who owns oh. that. Oh, Yeah, he actually. You know how he does the pizza reviews? Yeah. He came to my town Nutley and he went to Ralph's. We have like this famous um, thin crust pizza. He gave it an eight point nine, so not too shabby, if you ask me. There you go. So I like them for pizza. Um, I'm trying to think what else off the top of my head. We got Ani Ramen, we got Ralph's. Um, I don't, hmm, what about you? I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, New Jersey wise, shoot, I think, uh, I gotta go with down at Rutgers. Um, the food trucks down there, so I can't remember the exact. Is that considered a restaurant? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> this food, and you know, are, food trucks are always good. You know what? Hansel, Hansel and Gretel. Hansel okay, and Gretel. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's just like really hard to choose because I'm New Jersey has popping food. Yeah, that is so true. It's hard to choose. So true, because you got so many people like think about it, like tons of immigrants came from New York City, and then everybody spread out to New Jersey. So it's just like so much cultural food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'm telling you guys, if you like ramen, Ani ramen, and pizza, Ralph's pizza. I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Taste of Portugal. 
and sequelkis mm. maybe i think it's pretty good too but i mean it's just like depending on what you're in the mood for there's so many places we're kind of blessed i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah there is lots of choices though um all right you already left us with a, you already said a quote which is fire yeah. it's just sake flame um my question to you is how do some folks that are listening right now get into dance like how do they because you do you do a mixture but like mainly you like hip-hop correct yeah so i'm trained in everything um but i focus on hip-hop i focus on um commercial performing which is like you know when you go on stage and you're an artist i focus on jazz but it's mostly in the hip-hop in that range uh i would say if you want to dance and you want to get involved depending on what you want to do um, there's a ton of studios in New Jersey that offer beginner classes and New York, a ton. So I would say, um, do your research, um, look online for sure. Go on Instagram. They have like a ton of beginners in, um, all different studios. I'm trying to think of specific studios for you. I would like to do open classes in my studio eventually. So eventually if you'd like to take a private with me, that would be amazing. Um, Broadway Dance Center in New York has a bunch of beginner classes, but mostly I would say just research and there's a lot of beginner places. Uh, dance in your room if you're shy first before you get in class. But I think the biggest thing is what stops people a lot is fear. And I think that's a huge thing for dance, like I said. So just understand that nobody, when you go to dance, when, you go to, when I go to dance class, I just think it's for myself. It's not for anybody else. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care if I look crazy and they don't, or they look crazy and I don't. It's for you and it has to be fun. You know, you want to sign up for a dance class. You have to make sure you want to, you have to have fun with it. So right. my biggest advice would to be honestly, network on Instagram, look up New Jersey, hashtag New Jersey dancers, look up dance schools, um, ask anybody around that you know, and there's just tons of resources out there. Try a Zumba class if you want first. That's like exercise mixed in, but there's so many different studios out there. So many people willing to give privates for beginners. And my biggest advice would be don't be shy because it's such a stress reliever. It's fun. It's enjoyable. And I think it's just one of the, luckily, I mean, it's my career, but I'm just saying in general, I think everybody should dance. It's just truly like a huge release. So I would say, just go for it. Don't, don't think about the class. Don't think about the class setting. Just go and have fun, really. They have classes where you can bring a bottle of wine the first time. So like there's like a half hour mingling before you could have some wine, loosen up and then you dance. So just like, don't be shy and go for it. Cause I think it's a great thing, whether you're professional or not. Hey, perfect words from you. I feel like, you know, you're right. That, that is true. I feel like, you know, with me, I wanted to do some salsa classes. So yeah. I got to get some time and like make make that happen so i'm you know i'm, I'm going to do salsa classes i'm not going to say i i wish you're, going, you're going to it's going to happen yes that would be awesome yeah i definitely need to do that but uh, make sure you leave like there yeah, let everybody know about your social like your uh, social media websites anything um before we close this out okay uh you can follow me at at rose Cretelli on instagram Everything for me is within there right now. I also have a Facebook page, but it basically just is reiterating everything. And then from there, you can just contact me through email or DM. And then I would obviously just go more in debt with any information that you want, or if you want to take a class, or if you have any questions. So basically my Instagram right now, and then 
I would go from there at Rose Catelli. All right. And appreciate you having you on. Um, you want to leave anything else uh, before we sign off? You want to say anything else to the crowd before we sign off? Um, I would just say, honestly, be you unapolog unapologetically and continue to dream big and continue to shine and don't give up on yourself. I think the biggest thing is that everybody can use encouragement and whatever you want to do, you can do. Just believe in yourself, honestly. For anybody who needs that, I believe in you too. <laughs> I love it. You know what? Hey, Rose, we're, we're going to have you back on again at some point. Just know that. Okay. <laughs> I'll on. probably get ready for the next time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's awesome to have you on. So thank I appreciate you for having it. me. Thank you so much. And we're we'll close this one out. Thank you, everyone, um, tuning in. Cue guys out. Thank you for listening to the Life Journey Podcast with Quentin Gauze. To find out more and to follow the journey, visit Quentin's Instagram at QGauze or our business page at iron underscore visuals. For full recaps of this show, find us on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thank you for tuning in.